Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi-ho. <laughs> Welcome to Kitty's Birthday House. My brother's name is Ozzy and I'm Guy Boy. Thank you for missing from Mommy's. Bobcast. Kia ora and welcome back to another episode of Kiwi Birth Tales. I am your host Jordan. I'm a mum of two. I've got Jai who is four and Ali who is two. I also have a business baby, Your Birth Project. And if you're pregnant, then you need to check Your Birth Project out. It is the online hypnobirthing course designed to help you create your best birth. And there are no fluffies. If you're turned off by the word hypnobirthing, you need to go and check it out. All of the tips are inclusive of all birth types, so it doesn't matter if you're planning a home birth, a hospital birth, a birth centre birth, if you want drugs, you don't want drugs, if you're having 100 people there to watch you birth, or if you're just having your birth partner, it is inclusive of all birth types. So please do yourself a favour if you're pregnant and go and check that out. Today I am coming to you with an episode from Sophie, and Sophie is a lovely mum who I actually found on TikTok. (laughs) I've been spending a lot of time on TikTok lately, I'm like down the deep hole of TikTok videos, but um, I feel like there's a lot of really good educational content on there, and it's become my platform of preference of late, which is interesting, but anyway, so I've connected with Sophie on there quite a while ago, and she shared recently her birth um, with her second son, Navy, he's about eight months old now, but I remember her sharing all of the content from her birth, and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to have her on the podcast, because I just love, like, that looks amazing. <laughs> I need to hear about it. Um, so she talks us through her two pregnancies and births. They're both very different. She's very honest about her parenting journey and her birth experiences and her postpartum experiences. She did suffer with postpartum anxiety and depression. So she talks us through that diagnosis. And yeah, I just think this is such a lovely episode. Sophie is such a lovely mum, and I know you're going to enjoy it. So make sure that you send me a message afterwards. If you're listening to the episode, I'd love to hear from you at Kiwi Birth Tales on Instagram, at Your Birth Project on Instagram, or you can email me, Jordan with a Y, J-O-R-D-Y-N, at KiwiBirthTales.com. Okay, I will love and leave you and let you jump into the episode. Enjoy. Hey Sophie, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Hi Jordan, thanks so much for having me. I'm very excited. (laughs) Yay, I'm excited too. Amazing. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about you and who is in your family? Yes, of course. Uh, So I'm Sophie. I'm 32 years old. I live in Auckland. Uh, Before becoming a mum, I was an intermediate school teacher. Um, Yeah, when grade turned one, I didn't want to go back to work after Mm -hmm. my maternity pay. So I I tried to work out what I could possibly do that could be like a little Mm -hmm. side hustle. Um, So I started content creation, which was a real cool like creative outlet for me um so I started posting on TikTok and yeah I love it so so much it's a little side Mm. hustle and I've recently reached 10k which was very a very exciting Mm, milestone yeah Yeah. um 
and obviously there's my fiance Scott. Um, I've been with him for five years. We were a very successful Tinder match. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Um, so we have Grayson, who's three years old, and Navy, who is nine months. Yeah, that's yeah. us. Very cool. Yeah, I actually remember watching um, the birth like vlogs or videos that you shared on TikTok and I was like oh my gosh this looks incredible I think it must have been Navy's birth so yeah. I'm really looking forward to hearing more about it and also about um, Gray's birth as well so why don't we start with uh, what the journey to pregnancy was like for you and Scott the first time around okay um so Scott and I hadn't been together that long but we realized pretty quickly that we were on the same page and we're mm -hmm. pretty excited to start a wee family together um we weren't sure if we wanted to get married first or have a baby um so that decision was made for us mm. <laughs> um i came off the pill and i waited a few months to let my body kind of get back into sync so i could properly track my periods etc i started logging yeah. them using the i think the app's called flow Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, then I started to watch my ovulation, which was really um, handy. I can actually pinpoint the exact date that we got pregnant, <laughs> which Love is it. like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Um, but we had gone out to Elephant Wrestler for dinner with our family, and we honestly ate, like, a disgusting amount of food. Like, I was embarrassed. And when we got <laughs> home, I knew it was, like – the ovulation day you know how there's like one really yeah. like the day that you're like come on so yeah. anyway Scott was like oh my god nah like bro we're not doing this and I was like <laughs> it is happening like I'm telling yeah. you for free and I remember lying with my legs up afterwards being like come on like please <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. but yeah we were really like very fortunate to have an easy journey to pregnancy and I don't take that for granted at all yeah. I'm so so grateful because I know it's not like that for everyone yeah yeah amazing and I feel like I was like that with our first as well like I knew the day that we got pregnant and like I feel like for the days after I was like I'm pregnant I know it like <laughs> yes exactly yeah, yeah. yes such a weird so feeling hey yeah amazing cool and talk us through actually finding out that you're pregnant so did you just wait for your period to not come did you do an early test how did you find out um so it was Christmas 2019 I oh what happened Ah, so I arrived at my sister's house because she was hosting Christmas that year and I got my period, but it was like the smallest amount and I was like, mm. weird, this isn't actually when my period's supposed to come. Um, anyway, turned out that that was implantation bleeding, mm -hmm. um, which I'd never heard of. So I was just like, what? Anyway, um, I was down in Sangmatal with Scott's family and my sister and her family had... Um, hired a batch for that like new year's period which was yeah. very exciting to have us all in one place obviously mm -hmm. no one knew that i was pregnant um so we did a pregnancy test when i was in Fungmata because my sister dan was just like more on top of tracking my periods than <laughs> me so she was like yeah. right have you got like have you got your period you've got it on christmas day like how long did it last for blah 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 and i was like oh yeah i kind of forgot about that it was just mm -hmm. like 
a tiny little bleed and then it weirdly stopped like and she was like right like get in the car we're going to the Mm. the supermarket we're getting a pregnancy test um anyway long story short we tested in the motel bathroom and it came back positive and was such a like surreal experience I couldn't believe Mm. it um yeah yeah anyway we got back to um Scott's family's place where Scott was and I was like hey babe um do you want to go for a like a little beach walk with me and he was like no it's like (laughs) five o'clock it's scorching hot like dinner's almost ready and no and I was like please (laughs) (laughs) um and then instantly he was just like stop really and I was like yeah like and pulled out the pregnancy test um and he was just like an absolute shock, like, oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, we told both our families pretty much straight away, which well, it was going to be pretty tricky to hide when it was New Year's and we'd planned all of these like yummy cocktails. Mm. <laughs> yes. so, yeah. yeah, it was fun to yeah. tell everyone kind of all at once. Yeah, amazing. It's so nice, I think, having like your families know with you from really early on. It's cool. Yeah, totally. So much more support, hey? Yeah, awesome. And how were you feeling? Like, did you have many pregnancy symptoms in your first trimester? Talk us through, yeah, the first 12 weeks. Um, with, yeah, with Grey, I, it was pretty smooth sailing. I felt really sick in the afternoons, which I thought was very odd. Mm. Like around three o'clock, I was like, yuck I feel like I'm gonna spew um and like I didn't really eat many dinners but other than that it was it was pretty cruisy which I was yeah very grateful for yeah cool and did you go with a midwife for your care or what did you decide to do there yes I went with a midwife with both pregnancies um yeah cool yeah I absolutely yeah (laughs) very nice and talk us through your pregnancy from there. So did you do all of the sort of standard testing that's offered in New Zealand? And how were you feeling once you got out of the first trimester? And yeah, what did the rest of your pregnancy look like? Um, I absolutely loved the second trimester. I felt mm-hmm. like that glowing pregnant yeah. mum that they speak about, <laughs> you know, yeah. and like fairy tales. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I didn't have any symptoms. It was really fun to like track his growth, etc. Mm-hmm. Come the third trimester, I was just like so over it. I got really, really large quite quickly and mm. I had really bad like round ligament pain and yeah, yeah. yeah I was just really, really done. Um, yeah. yeah, in regards to the scans and tests, I did all the ones that you you know you're supposed to yeah yeah cool and was there anything that you found helpful for your round ligament pain I remember that pain so like vividly as well it was awful yeah um that's a great question I honestly can't even think of what I did I don't think there's like I, I know that like people wear those pregnancy belts and different things like that but I think outside of that there's probably like, there's not a lot else <laughs> that they yeah, can do as well yeah as well. totally yeah. I mm. went to a um like an os, not an osteopath, a chiropractor for when I was oh, yeah. pregnant with Gray. 
Um, yeah. And I also took Gray to her once he was born, which nice. I, I don't know whether that helped, but felt like I did something. Yeah, cool. Nice. And did you find out the sex of your baby in pregnancy? Yes, I did. Yeah. I found out. <laughs> yeah. Did you want a <laughs> boy or not. a girl? Oh my What's God, that? Tanya. Did you want like a boy or a girl? Did you have a preference? Yeah, I, I really wanted a girl. And I would kick myself for saying that because I just couldn't be happier with my two boys. Like, it's just one of those. I don't know. You kind of, like, visualize yourself as a mum of whatever. And I was just convinced it was a girl. But it wasn't. And it's totally fine. I've got my two beautiful (laughs) boys. (laughs) Yeah. Do you remember feeling, like, disappointed at the time? Or were you just, like, fine with it once you knew? Oh, I was definitely disappointed. I think Mm. also with all of the pregnancy hormones and your body's just like, you know, really heightened with all emotions. I, yeah, yeah, I was very upset. I, Mm. yeah, (laughs) just so (laughs) sad to say out loud, but it's honestly how I felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's um, actually a lot of people's realities um but it's so funny once you've got like once you've got your little baby in your arms it's yeah you don't even think about that again but um I can definitely understand it yeah yeah Mm. cool awesome and what about birth education and pregnancy did you do any antenatal classes or any other birth education that you found helpful um no I was an incredibly anxious pregnant person um Mm. I think like I was diagnosed with postnatal anxiety, but I think I was actually dealing with prenatal anxiety yeah. as well yeah. without having known. Um, yeah. But I was pretty lucky because uh, my sister was studying the midwifery at the time, and she's also a qualified antenatal teacher. Oh, cool. um, yeah. So she came over a few times and gave us, you know, like the lowdown on the most important stuff I guess so that was yeah really lucky yeah yeah that's helpful for sure awesome and what about your preferences for birth did you have any thoughts on how you wanted your birth to go what were you thinking around where you wanted to do it how did you yeah figure all of that out I wanted to have a water birth at home and I had done every form of preparation because I was Mm. so determined for that to happen Mm. um yeah so we had the birth pool and all of that kind of set up going on and yeah yeah, that was my ideal birth situation that's so interesting Sophie because you said like you were feeling quite anxious in your pregnancy um was it like your your anxiety more related to like actually being pregnant and not so much about birth like how did you how did you find or how did you decide that a home birth was what you wanted at the time so I think my anxiety eased knowing that everything I could do myself and nobody could kind of touch my body unless Mm -hmm. yeah which I know obviously in a hospital you also have that but anyway that's how my brain worked at that stage yeah 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 fair enough awesome and talk us through the sort of end of your pregnancy how were you feeling in the final couple of weeks and were you doing anything to try and like bring your baby on were you 
internet expressing raspberry leaf tea doing the dates like yeah what were you up to in the end of your pregnancy oh yeah <laughs> i was grouchy and i was super yeah. over having a baby inside of me so i was doing yeah you name it i was curb walking doing raspberry leaf tea the dates mm. yeah um i also another thing that i used which i i genuinely believe works is the epino i think that's how you pronounce oh, yes. it i used that too i used an epino yeah so i only mm. did that with gray's birth because obviously i'd never pushed a baby mm. out so i was like okay um this is going to help me and yeah. it was a very interesting experience i can say that much but yeah. i do think that it helped yeah awesome cool and take us through like your labor starting was it spontaneous um and then yeah into your labor and birth story okay exciting mm-hmm. um so grayson's labor was a uh, long and hard and you know i had planned a home water birth so i had everything prepared and i went through what i thought was early labor in the very early hours of the morning uh it was uh, the day of his due date so i was really excited i was like yes Mm. this is gonna be it like (laughs) he's gonna be born on the due date like clockwork Mm. you know um anyway i labored at home for 24 hours maybe longer um my midwife was coming and going and checking how i was going um my sister and scott stayed the whole time which was amazing and they just slept when they could because it was obviously a very long Mm. time Um, but i again was very determined to birth at home my things started to rev up and i got some pains um in like a different location so like more back pains and i was like okay cool my midwife was like well like it looks like things have changed let's get you into the pool and we'll just wait and see if you start to feel a pushing sensation and i obviously had never given birth before so i wasn't really sure what i was feeling but i knew that something had changed Mm. um and i was trying really hard to listen to my body um yeah nothing really happened when i jumped in the birth pool and i was just in so much pain it was Mm. indescribable i was using my tens machine obviously before the birth pool um yeah yeah um then my midwife checked me and i was just so incredibly disappointed because i was only three centimeters along when she checked me Mm. so nowhere near ready for pushing um and I got super frustrated and kind of lost all of my calm vibes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it turns out what had happened is Grayson had actually gone from being in a really good position uh, to turning posterior, which I just wasn't aware that that was something that could happen. Um, yeah, I guess that explains why I was feeling a different sensation and it went mm. from being in my mm. belly to being a really hard back labor. Um, which I thought was like maybe the feeling of pushing, but it definitely Mm. wasn't. Um, Yeah, yeah, so it had been close to 24 hours by that stage. I was like super mad and I decided that I wanted to go to the hospital. And so we all got in the car. Um, 
yeah, when we arrived, I started on the gas and air, which I sucked the life out of. I was like, come at me. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they then decided to put me on the drip, that drip. Uh, sin- Syntocinin? Yes, that one, Syntocinin, yeah. uh, to speed things along. And I requested an epidural soon after this because it was really yeah. sore and I was just incredibly yeah. tired. Um. Yeah, so it took around five hours before I was fully dilated and he had rotated into a better position for birth um, yeah. before I was ready to yeah start pushing. I pushed for over two hours uh, mm. and then he was here in my arms. <laughs> it was an absolute whirlwind of emotions, but I was yeah. really grateful for a vaginal birth. Yeah. 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 And do you remember feeling like, oh my God, because I, I had a sort of similar end to my second birth where I pushed for like close to two hours as well, which is such a freaking long time when you're trying to push a baby out. Oh, um, do you remember afterwards, like, did they pop them straight up onto your chest? What sort of happened next? Yes. Um. So they definitely popped him. So my sister caught him, which was, oh, that was like our dream <laughs> yeah. um, and he was pop, pop straight up onto my chest which was amazing um yeah. they did press the like the nurses press the emergency button uh because they thought i was hem- hemorrhaging but it was just a false alarm and it was totally mm-hmm. fine <laughs> thank goodness yeah. yeah the rest was literally just a total blur i just remember being so happy that he was in my arms finally yeah yeah amazing and did you need many stitches at all yeah, I I can't remember how many, but I needed like them in two places. I def- yeah. It definitely wasn't, maybe it was like a secondary degree tear, yeah. but it definitely wasn't, yeah. you know, anything more than that. Bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Cool. And how did you find like the next couple of hours after that? You sort of like, you've just had a massive labor, like a really long um early labor and then a really long pushing stage as well so how were you feeling what sort of happened after that first moment of giving birth and yeah talk us through the next couple of hours yeah I like breastfed pretty pretty soon after that um and then they obviously did all the checks on gray and I got stitched up that just felt yeah like a total blur I stayed overnight in hospital that night so i because i had a catheter put in i think you have to have that with an epidural i'm not too sure maybe not. yes you do yeah okay cool great (laughs) uh yeah so i stayed overnight and i do remember because everyone was so exhausted they all kind of left quite quickly um i mean fair enough they'd been awake for a really really long time uh but yeah, I remember I stayed overnight in ho- in the hospital uh, and Gray was a COVID baby. So the nurses couldn't really help me like mm. at all because, you know, we were being, everyone was being very cautious. Um, I was so tired because I'd been awake for over two days. And by this point, mm. I was just so delirious. I stayed awake all night because I was too scared to fall asleep with him in my arms. But every time I put him in his bassinet, he'd just scream. So I was just like, oh, my God, what is happening? Mm. Like, <laughs> yeah. so tired. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can so relate to that feeling. And it's so, I feel like 
in COVID times just like amplified because you don't have like the option or as much of an option to get like support from nurses and midwives just easily coming into your room and like it's all yeah crazy in the hospital so yeah it's so weird such a weird thing to give birth through hey yeah for sure yeah and how did you find like the next couple of days did you go straight home what sort of happened next uh so the following day i got discharged around i think it was like midday when i went straight home so i didn't go to a birthing center i just went straight home Uh, my sister was coming to stay with us so she did all of our meals and helped with gray through the night and let me sleep you know when gray was sleeping uh, which was just such a magical experience i couldn't have been more Mm. grateful yeah she stayed for around three days and yeah, Scott and I really didn't want her to leave by the end of it. We were like, please don't go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she was also really amazing um, because I'd let visitors come quite early on because mm. I was just so excited to share my baby with everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. But my sister was just so amazing at of picking up on the cues when gray was overstimulated or i was just like overwhelmed and she'd just you know subtly usher people out which was just Mm. yeah so great yeah yeah for sure cool and how did you find like the adjustment to motherhood and learning to breastfeed and recovering from birth like there's just so much going on in that period of time and you're a new mom as well so it's all completely new so talk us through yeah, the next few days and weeks as a new mum. Okay. Uh, after Gray's birth, I, I definitely got the baby blues. I, yeah. I just couldn't wrap my head around how I could be awake for two days and then have this tiny wee bubba who woke up constantly. Mm. Uh, I was exclusively breastfeeding. So I was just beyond tired. Becoming a new mum had just already taken its toll and it had only been like... Yeah. I don't know, three days. Uh, I do remember Grayson was so much happier once my milk came in. Like he was yeah. obviously hungry. And I know that that's very normal for them to just like mm. basically yell at your breast. Like what is going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I remember yeah. once it came in, he just turned into this like milk drunk baby that mm. was just, yeah, so happy. But I, yeah. I wish that, I don't know, becoming a new mum and the toll that it takes on every part of your like emotional mm. and physical well being was kind of spoken about more or more normalized because mm. it's just yeah. I guess it's so much more common than you think, you know, yeah. to be feeling like so, so sad, but in amongst mm. that really overly happy. It's just such mm. a weird yeah. thing to describe. Oh. Yeah, it's such an overwhelming, like, contrast of emotions. And if you're sort of experiencing the baby blues and then potentially some um, some postpartum anxiety, which I know that you talked about a little bit earlier as well in there, like, yeah, there's just a lot going on. Yeah, <laughs> um, totally, totally. how did you, yeah, how did you eventually end up with a postpartum anxiety diagnosis? So it took until gray was six months when I actually went to go and see a doctor. Cause I was like, okay, I remember talking to my sister and being like, 
I can't sleep at night because I'm literally just watching Gray. I don't, like, I feel so worried that something's going to happen to him. Mm. And I, like, even when he was sleeping, I wasn't sleeping because I was just so anxious to the point of, like, that's not normal. Um, Anyway, so I went to the doctor and he was like, yep, it sounds like postnatal anxiety. Like, we can either try the natural route um first and then see how we go and I was like yeah I felt like that was the best thing to do so Mm. I took all the natural you know supplements and stuff and which I can't even remember what those are but like vitamin Mm. B I think anyway Mm -hmm. I did all this all the things and it did not work so I ended up starting on antidepressants Uh, It took quite a long time to find the right one, like the one that worked best for my body with very little uh, symptoms or side effects. Mm. Um, But I've been on sertraline ever since. And, oh, my God, absolute game changer. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Did you feel like once you found the right one, like how, how did it change your, like, mothering, like, your journey as a mum? Yeah, I I felt like a release inside mm. my body and I could finally relax and enjoy motherhood and mm, yeah. yeah, really take my time to soak up all of the cute little things rather than yeah. being like, Oh my god, another day like mm, yeah. <laughs> send help. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah, I think it's like that feeling of like dread um and yeah I've had quite a few mums on the podcast like who've either had postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety and that feeling of dread of like the next day or the next feed or like the next wake up um yeah it's I think it's really important for people to hear that you found the right medication that helped you to stop feeling that way like you don't have to suffer totally I just Yeah. yeah I think that's why like on my TikTok and just I try and talk about it as much as I can because I feel mm. like it just needs to be out there like people need to know yeah. that it is so normal to feel like that and there are yeah. solutions and it doesn't have to be that you take medication you know like there yeah. are There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So many other ways that you can do it. And there's nothing wrong with taking medication if that's what your body needs. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Cool. And so what about your physical recovery from birth? Did you find um, that that all went okay? Yeah, it went okay. I was far too scared to look down there with both. (laughs) It's like, you know, people are like, just grab a mirror and have a look, you know. And I'm like, yeah, no, like absolutely no way. I yeah I mean everything healed just fine and it was all good but I was very much pretending like 
that didn't happen. <laughs> it wasn't a part of my body. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's good. Awesome. And obviously we know that you've got little Navy now too. So do you want to take us through um, the journey to pregnancy the second time around? And did you, was it like a conscious thing that you decided to do or um, like me, was it a happy surprise <laughs> to pass through, um, yeah, your second pregnancy? Yeah. Um, with Navy, I, we definitely knew that we wanted to have like around a two and a half to three year age gap between the boys. Yeah. Uh, so the hope was that we would get pregnant as easily as we did with Gray. Um, and that happened, which we're again, so, so incredibly grateful for. Um, yeah. But yeah, it happened quickly and yeah there wasn't really a surprise it was like okay cool it's happening yes cool and so take us through finding out that you're pregnant um the second time i remember i was just at home and my sister and niece were coming over and i think i don't even think i was due for my period but i was like almost and Dan yeah. was just like, my sister was just like, yeah, okay, let's just do one. Like, you never know. You never know. Like, come on. Yeah. So I was like, okay, whatever. Did one and was like the faintest line. Like, I was like, that is not a line. And my sister was like, yeah, no, it is. It's a line. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, we obviously tested again in a few days and my period didn't come. I didn't yeah. get the implant implantation bleeding like I did with Gray. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's how we found out. Yeah, amazing. And how were you feeling this time around? Did you have much of a different pregnancy to your first time? Yeah, it was very different. I was so nauseous with Navy right mm -hmm. from the very start all the way through until probably halfway through the second trimester. Just... Yeah all day every day like i took mm. on danza on danza drum i think that's what it's called I, um yeah. like daily i had like nausea calm you name it i wore the wristbands i was like mm. i was just incredibly grateful that i wasn't working like obviously i had yeah. grayson but if i had to work and be in front mm. of students teaching i just honestly mm. i don't think i could have done it so i was yeah. grateful that it was navy's birth I mean, Navy's pregnancy where I was, yeah, yeah, feeling terrible. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And did you find out the sex in this pregnancy too? Did you want a girl this time or were you like happy either way? I wanted a girl again, mm. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a little Navy boy. Um, with Navy, I did... So I had a midwife again and I did all the usual tests. Yeah, so I got the NIPT test, uh, which I got to basically kind of ease my anxiety, which obviously I was on medication for, but it definitely mm -hmm. was um, still a part of my life. Uh, yeah. And just before you go on, Sophie, were you still taking your medication and your pregnancy? Yes. So yeah, cool. yeah, my doctor at the time, I told him that I wanted to start trying for a baby. So he kind of made sure that I was on one that was safe to keep taking while you're pregnant. Yeah. 
yeah, so I got the NIPT test and yeah, I just wanted to be kind of prepared for yeah whatever we needed to be prepared for. Cool. And how were you feeling about birth this time around? Like obviously you had thought about wanting a home birth and a water birth last time and ended up um, in the hospital. So how did you go about, yeah, what you wanted from your birth this time around? Yeah, this time around I was keen to be at the hospital. I was like, okay, cool, this is the place that I'm going to be. Like I wanted the option to still have an epidural, to have the gas and air, but yeah, my yeah main goal was I wanted a vaginal birth and I like my ultimate was to, my ultimate goal was to have a water birth, which I desperately yeah. wanted with Gray, but unfortunately didn't work out so yeah yeah, that was my like okay this might be your last baby Mm. so yeah try and make it what you want (laughs) yeah yeah awesome and did you do anything different um in terms of birth education this time around yeah so I did do uh your birth project which I found so incredible with um, all of the hypnobirthing stuff like again as you know I was too anxious to go to any classes so I was <laughs> yeah. like so on board when I saw your birth project um, and I could do it online I found it super helpful um, I loved your calming voice and the way that you explained certain things mm-hmm. yeah I it kind of felt like we were on a FaceTime with each other <laughs> so, yes. like weirdly I feel like I know you quite yeah. well Jordan yes <laughs> Love that. um yeah but I couldn't recommend that more I felt very prepared for every type of birth which I loved and yeah. the breathing techniques were amazing so I think I yeah. used all of that knowledge for Navy's birth and yeah. it worked an absolute treat because yeah everything kind of went to plan and I love how you uh, kind of you empower us to believe that we can you know um, have the birth that we want mm. like I, I yeah. really love that kind of a mindset so mm. yeah I really held on to that with Navy's birth yeah amazing very cool and what about the end of Navy's pregnancy so were you doing anything um, to try and prepare for labor and birth um, were you doing any like yeah internet expressing or any of those things this time around Oh yeah, I expressed colostrum like a lot because <laughs> I couldn't, I just, I didn't really understand how it was all going to work with Grey. I guess I just was like yeah. mind blowing yeah. that like milk yeah. could even come out of my breasts. <laughs> so <laughs> this time around with Navy, I was like, yep, it's happening. Like I had the breast pump on, you name it. And I know you're not supposed to, you're just supposed to, you know, hand express, but I was like, this is coming out. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, maybe not advice, but that's what I did. Um, yeah. What else did I do? I definitely, like I had the raspberry leaf tea. I actually got, had some like capsules that I took because I didn't like the taste of the tea. Um, I ate the dates, I ate the pineapple. Yeah, you name it, I did it. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Cool, and exciting part. Yes. <laughs> so take us through um, your labour and birth story. How far along were you? Did your labour start spontaneously? And yeah, can't wait to hear it. Okay, fun. Um, so I was 
40, no, that wasn't. I was 39 weeks, five days. So two days before his due date. And I was, it was completely spontaneous. I remember, um, yeah, I was woken up in the middle of the night around like maybe 2 a.m. with mild cramps. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I think this is it. This time around, obviously, I knew it was very early stages of labor. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I tried my absolute hardest to go back to sleep, but I was just too excited to meet this little human. So I just mm. like yeah. laid in my bed wide awake. <laughs> um, at around 4 a.m., I woke Scott up because I was like, oh, like it's getting like a little bit sore. Uh, and he popped the ten machine, TENS machine on my back for me. Uh, so that was like such a relief. I just couldn't recommend the TENS machine anymore. It just helped me through so, so incredibly much. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I managed to like, not necessarily sleep, but I could just rest for that time. Yeah. At about 5am, I called my birth supports, which were, um, my sister again, and this time my niece Pearl, um, yeah, Pearl is how old? 18. And so, and she wanted to come along. And I was like, you yeah, can. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. was, yeah, just <laughs> absolutely incredible. Yeah. So, um, cool. so they came over around 6 30 a.m. and I was having contractions, but like breathing through them, I was fine. Um, we got Gray up and ready for Kindy. So I was fine to like do all of the things, carry on. Uh, he was just like completely over the moon that his favorite people were in our house first thing in the morning <laughs> you can imagine pure joy um scott then took gray to kindy and at that stage my body really started to kick off it was like i guess my body kind of knew that it was like all clear gray was sorted and was good to go yeah um yeah which i also find completely amazing like what how does your body even know that yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. i'd organized for my um oldest sister to collect gray after kindy so i was like fully relaxed i knew that like he was totally sorted um yeah but things really started to kind of like ramp up i was jumping in and out of the shower also using my tens machine um but yeah by the time scott got back i was a hundred percent in active labor Mm. Uh, so this would have been mm, probably around 9am uh, we called my birth photographer Georgia who oh my goodness she is just beyond incredible mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, I remember my sister being like okay if you want makeup and your hair done like for this birth like get it on you now like quick <laughs> and I was like okay yeah. on my TikTok, there's a video of me like on the ground doing my makeup in between contractions which mm, is quite funny because yeah. I was like right like <laughs> there's a photographer coming like you've got to look yeah. somewhat <laughs> put together come on <laughs> yeah 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 uh so 10 a.m 10 a.m I was like in so much pain breathing through the contractions and yeah using all the techniques that I'd learned on your birth project um my midwife arrived she literally didn't even check me she's just like right let's get in the car (laughs) we've got to go she just kind of knew by my state which was great um 
Yeah, and I transitioned in the car, so driving to the hospital. Oh, no, Sophie. Honestly, <laughs> Jordan, like, yeah. I just, I can't even describe it. Like, <laughs> it's just like, the worst place to transition. Yeah. But anyway, it's, it's yeah. totally fine. It was absolute yeah. hell, but, you know, all for, it was all worth it. Uh, when we arrived at the hospital, I was checked and fully dilated. Uh, they'd started running the birth pole before I had arrived. So that was fabulous. I could jump in straight away. That was around uh, 11.15. I waited for quite a long time because I wanted to feel the sensation of pushing. But I, could, I didn't really feel anything, which... yeah. I was like, okay, but it got to the stage where my midwife was like, okay, well, I guess like we might get you to jump out of the pool and you can just, you know, walk the hallways for a little bit because it might mm. just spur things along. And I was like, nah, absolutely not. I'm not getting out of this <laughs> pool. Like <laughs> I'm making this happen. So I did a few pushes like when I was contracting without any urge, but I was like, come on, Sophie. Yeah. <laughs> like, we knew he was in a good position and I was fully dilated so I knew it was you know safe etc um after a few pushes my waters burst which was like the most crazy sensation I can't (laughs) even describe it but yeah they basically just popped in the pool and it just went like like the loudest kind of pop it wasn't a pop (laughs) but I can't describe it it was just like oh my goodness such a crazy feeling um I pushed for around five minutes which was such a contrast to pushing for over two hours with gray yeah yeah um yeah the ring of fire was oh (laughs) my goodness like something else (laughs) yeah um yeah with grayson obviously had the epidural so that was my first time feeling that um yeah and they arrived around 10 past 12. my sister caught him again which was so special yeah he came straight up onto my chest and it was magical my Mm. positive birth story thank goodness yeah Yeah. oh I feel like I can picture it Sophie because I've seen the videos and like the pictures and it just looks like yeah the most incredible um incredible birth and you look so happy as well like it's so nice so nice to hear about it yeah I was yeah so so happy it was just yeah yeah, exactly what I had envisioned. Yeah, amazing. And I actually think I remember you posting a video and it was like the moments after giving birth. And I think you were getting out of yes. the birth pool. So do you want to talk us through that, like that memory or like that feeling of like you've had your baby and you sort of feel like, okay, I need to get up now and like get out of the pool and yeah. do that stuff. But yeah, talk us through that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so I had birthed the placenta as well in the pool. Um, and then we'd obviously, yeah, waited a little bit before. In fact, no, I think we kept the placenta attached and Scott took Navy through to our hospital room, which was literally just across the hallway. Um, and yeah, my niece and my midwife helped me to get up and, it's just such a surreal like a weird feeling it almost feels mm. like everything's gonna fall out <laughs> but it doesn't <laughs> yes. uh, but also yeah. it's it's just 
so weird. I, I guess the point I was trying to get across in that video is that so often the babe, of course, your tiny wee baby is celebrated and, you know, everyone's so excited to meet it and it's incredible. But often, you know, no one talks about what happens to the mums straight after. Mm. And, mm. you know, it's, it's scary. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. You've, you've done it. Yeah. It's, you yeah. have such a sense of satisfaction and you feel so proud, but your whole body like is shaking. And mm. yeah, I didn't really realize how much help I would need to actually mm. stand and get out of the pool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just... quite different too, right? Because you had an epidural the first time around. Like you can't actually get up and do those things straight away after your birth. Whereas when you've had no medication, you can do those things, but your body's experiencing like such a different release of hormones at that time and like Yeah, yeah you just it's totally different. So, so different. It's yeah, a completely different experience to having an epidural mm. where you can't get up and you're just like oh mm. you don't really feel too much it's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah amazing and did you need any stitches after maybe's birth yes i did i had a few grazes but they were kind of in lots of different places so it wasn't yeah. necessarily like one big tear it was just like lots of little grazes um sure. which meant that i needed quite a lot of um numbing which i found yeah. excruciating i guess because it's the worst part <laughs> honestly i just i was yeah. like cool it's done it's over with like no worries anyway i guess because all of your endorphins and your adrenaline has totally worn off it's just so much more painful mm. um but yeah not pleasant but it's totally fine <laughs> yeah Awesome. And take us through, yeah, the next sort of day or so with Gray, uh, with Navy, sorry. Did you stay in the hospital or, yeah, what did you do next? Um, so they monitored me uh, for a few hours in the hospital, which was fine. Uh, we were literally waiting for discharge longer than we were in the hospital having a baby so they were super busy on the wards which I totally understand um, but yeah. we were home by 4 p.m so yeah he was born at 10 past 12 so four hours later went home and we did the same um thing with my sister coming to stay uh, I guess it was really nice because I had Gray staying with my oldest sister and her boys mm -hmm. and she would bring Gray to visit each day and it felt like Ray was still a really big part of it but I didn't I don't know have to deal mm. with all of the other stuff with comes that comes with having a toddler <laughs> yes. so that was really really lovely for the first uh two nights that we were home and then yeah yeah he came back and we got right into becoming a family of four. <laughs> yeah, amazing. And how did he go, like, meeting Navy? Do you think he got, like, what was going on? Yeah, talk us through them. Yeah, he was so incredibly cute. I just remember yeah. him, like, lifting up my top and being like, mm. Mama, like, no baby. And, like, oh. he's just, like, pointing at Navy. And yeah. we really didn't think he was going to, 
understand because mm. would have been like yeah two and a half and yeah yeah he just he really got it and it was mm. yeah very very sweet mm, very cute amazing yeah. and what about your postpartum uh, initial postpartum period this time around how did you go with breastfeeding and what was your mental health like this time yeah my mental health was definitely much better this time around I think knowing what to expect mm. as well as I guess having a little more knowledge around breastfeeding and yeah. also not jumping at every single little peep <laughs> that they make mm. like you kind of I guess second time around you're like okay I know that they're fine like if they have a tiny little cry they're okay you know like you've got when you've got a toddler to deal with it's like oh my gosh yeah. like you yeah. definitely kind of have to split your time and yeah I think that really helped me with mm. yeah becoming a mum again <laughs> maybe um so I absolutely loved breastfeeding like so much with both babies it was super positive um, I felt such a connection with my boys through yeah. breastfeeding. Um, I did find it really tricky because both boys only liked one breast. So mm. it was yeah. like they just had like a preferred breast of the other one. I guess mm. it might have something to do with the flow or something. I'm not too sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Grayson would still take both, which was great. Navy outright refused the other breast. Like <laughs> I was very lopsided and yeah, it also meant that the breast that he liked didn't ever get a break and it mm. just became so incredibly sore over time. So mm. yeah, our yeah. breastfeeding journey was definitely cut shorter than what I would have liked. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was, I guess a decision that I made that was going to help my mental health because mm. I was just, yeah, not coping with yeah. feeding from just one side. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. And how are you feeling now? Like you've obviously had quite a different like birth experience and you've got medication that's like helping with your anxiety, which took about six months to get the first time around. So how have you found the experience um, of adjusting to being a mum of two? And do you still feel like those anxious feelings or has it been totally different this time? Um, I still definitely feel those anxious feelings, but mm. it's definitely nowhere near as severe. Like yeah. if I compare it to when Gray was first born and I was having like proper nightmares and mm. freaking out about you know things that were so unlikely to happen yeah, um compared yeah. to now I just yeah I was like a much more relaxed mum which I think mm. has benefited my boys so much and Scott <laughs> I mean you know yeah. yeah having um a partner who is much more chill is a lot nicer to be around mm -hmm. um <laughs> Yeah, I think becoming a mum of two has so many perks and it's so incredible, but we did deal with, and we're still dealing with quite a lot of perhaps jealousy um, mm. from Gray. So he has been doing like lots of hitting or yeah. like hurting Navy, which I have found 
so incredibly difficult. So I've been doing lots of research and kind of learning around mm. that happening. Again, I think that's something that should be spoken about so much more too yeah. because yeah. it's so common, but there's not yeah. it's not really spoken about. And mm. yeah, it's it's so so normal. And I think what I found helpful is like speaking to Navy like I do to Gray. So I'm like, maybe it sounds really silly to say out loud, but I literally talk to Navy like he's a toddler, like Navy, it's mm. not your turn to blah yeah. blah blah. Like you're gonna yeah. have to wait your turn because Grayson's Grayson's been waiting a long time. Just like silly things like mm. that, which have yeah. worked, thank goodness. And yeah, I think just having like one on one time yeah. with Gray has become like something that particularly mm. helped that bond. Yeah. I remember like we're we're still similar. Like I've got I've got toddlers now, not not babies, but like that I found that really triggering the older child hurting the younger child. Like I had to really do some of my own like work. Yeah. <laughs> to, totally. Uh try not to feel so triggered by that. But we did something we, we did yeah, really similar um sort of techniques we prioritized one-on-one time with our oldest like as much as possible and made sure that he had like special time in the day that was just for him um and then we use the same technique around talking to the baby like he's a toddler like sorry Ali but you know Jai's really hungry right now so you're just gonna have to wait until he's got his food so I can feed you you know like little things like that where they feel prioritize because it's such a huge change in their little lives <laughs> and I know, it really yeah, is they go from being like the only one to then all of a sudden like having all of their attention on the baby which is like natural and normal but so, so tricky for baby. yeah 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 sure. totally I think yeah also remembering that like Graham's only three he's still um, like yeah. still so little himself I think yeah. when you have a younger child you kind of like look to the older one like they're so much more growing up yeah, but in reality yeah. they're still so little like they can't they're regulate so their babies. own emotions and yeah. they don't know what to do with their little bodies when they're feeling a certain way so mm. yeah I think kind of educating myself around a toddler's brain development has mm. been very helpful and made me feel like I guess my I'm not on my own and yeah there's nothing wrong with Ray he's just having a hard time processing his emotions which is yeah, all normal a hundred percent I have to remind myself and like I've always find myself reminding my husband that like Jai's only four like he's he's not a primary yes. school kid that's like you know learning a lot about his emotions and how to deal with them he's a four-year-old and he is like it's okay if he loses his shit (laughs) yeah totally you know like we just have to like help him to have strategies with like when he's feeling that way to start to learn like what he can do to help himself feel better you know like I feel like I'm constantly having that conversation with myself like he's not he is not a grown-up he's a baby (laughs) he's still a baby I know you just you have to keep reminding yourself hey I think when they start to do things that yeah feel like they're more grown up you're like all right come on like pull it together (laughs) but in your head you're like okay no like they're allowed to share their emotions and they don't know how to deal with it so for sure 
give them space, support them, blah, blah, blah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Sophie, for coming on the podcast and sharing your stories with us. I really love talking to you. I love following you on social media. And I know that there'll be lots of people who really love your episodes. So yeah, super grateful that you were willing to come on and share your story with us today. Thanks so much, Jordan. And thank you for making me feel so comfortable. It definitely Mm -hmm. actually felt like I was on the phone to a girlfriend. So thank you (laughs) for being so warm and welcoming. I also love watching all of your TikToks and following you on Instagram. I think you're amazing. And what you're doing is just so incredible to helping Mm -hmm. new mums, (laughs) mums that have been mums for ages, because hi. (laughs) But yeah, I really appreciate what you do. And thank you. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Kiwi Birth Tales with Sophie. I hope you've loved it. I'll make sure I share the links where to find Sophie on social media if you want to go and check her out. Otherwise, I'll be back with another birth story episode next week. So make sure you hit subscribe and I will see you here same time, same place. Talk soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.